You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Welcome to another episode of the Bandwagon Podcast, and today I've got possibly one of my favourite guests. Um, ah, you don't, don't you have to say that because I can hear, I can hear all this. So I don't I, want you to feel like you the need yeah. to say that. Like, oh, hear him, and I said a favourite one. I, I don't don't do that because because oh. I know you, you probably said that to all of them, and now I've got to listen back to the other ones and make sure that you don't say that to all. Of them. I I, I genu- genuinely haven't said favourite, so that I've probably said that to Good. the other one. But what I will say is that. You're one of the most multi-talented. So you're a, a broadcaster, uh, yeah. a DJ, old um, dancer. One of the early TikTok inventors with your dancing that you used to do. So don't think exactly. you get enough credit. You don't get enough credit yeah. for. Yeah. Uh, and now uh, the uh, you know a brilliant podcaster. So welcome, Mr. Tommy Sandu. Thank you, man. Thank you. And is it bun the wagon? Is it? Is it because it's the B? Yeah, you gotta be careful. You gotta be careful, like you said. So, uh, yeah. So it's obviously a play on the surname. So my name's yeah. Bandel, and then I got okay. band, bandwagon. Band, yeah. Okay, right. Yeah. So Otherwise, yeah. if you say it a little bit different, you might be getting a number. No, so, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. right. I, I wouldn't say it like that, but it's more like I thought it was like the bun the wagon, like we're in a closed wagon. So one oh, day, right. like, so when this is sponsored by Tata in the future, bun the wagon. And you know, boom, doors closed. Me and you, me and Ricky, can have a chat. You know, it's like it's an in the bandwagon. That's what I was thinking. If it's if it's it's like Hell in a Cell, like WWE style, but in a, yeah. in a, in like this fake ass studio. That yeah, know, in, hey, there's nothing fake. That's the real studio you've got. Bro, Come on, look at this space. magic. Yeah, because people there's people running around the idea. You know what I mean? No, no one needs to know. You know, J.K. Yeah. Rowling doesn't kind of go, "Oh, it's a fake story about some Harry Bunda." She yeah. goes, "No, it's a magical, wonderful School. world you can escape to." <laughs> and this is your the bandwagon is a, a wonderful, magical place where we get to have these kind of conversations. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Thanks, thanks for having me on, man. And no. I'll be honest, I haven't, I haven't been on that many podcasts. I haven't been on. I don't think I've been on any. What? Well, definitely my first podcast that I'm going on this year. I mm. as a guest, so thank you. And I probably only went on one or two last year, so. I don't do this. I don't do this side of the podcast very mm. often at all. It's a bit I, weird. 
I think it's 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 kind of the like I say it quite repetitively. I've I've had a few of the podcasters come on because I think it's that kind of etiquette. Is like if if you grow, we all grow. It's that whole kind of movement, and uh, we're trying to keep it away from as much desi politics as we can. So, which is the uh, which is the other kind of uh, other kind of area. Yeah, it, and then there is there is there is plenty of politics in life. We don't need that. We don't. We, we can we can avoid that fully. Don't worry. I, I think that's what this is doing. Brilliant, and it? it's like whatever oh. the, whatever's a good concept that it's working in it. They'll work out. And say right, okay, let's sit down. How can we fuck this up properly? Yeah. <laughs> they say right. So who can we screw over to make sure that they don't do well and I, I do better? Right. I don't, I don't even think they mean to do it. They kind of they. It's it's like you know when you go down the high road and you see like one mobile phone unlocking shop then there's five others next to it or one chicken place and there's five others next to it or this and i'm like why are you doing that what happened to diversifying why i'm kind of going okay so if ricky's doing podcasts why don't i about let's say i don't know talking to asian people why don't i do a podcast where an asian talks to non-asian people oh you know whatever move it on but you see what'll happen is ricky you'll become successful or i'll become popular doing my podcast and stuff and someone will go aha it's podcast, and then you know all these Indian channels will come along. A CV podcast, blah, 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 all right, and they'll all try and do it, and it'll be like terrible, and the whole thing collapses, and everyone's undercutting everybody. It doesn't need to be that way. I think if we springboard off each other, then it's good. And by the way, it does work. I do think podcasts feed podcasts. So me coming on yours and saying, "Hey, I've got the Tommy Sanders mm-hmm. podcast," I might get a couple more. And if me going on to my podcast and going, "Oh, I just did you know the bandwagon with Ricky," you know, if someone says to me, "Oh, what, what other Asian podcasts are out there?" bandwagon with ricky it just comes and then that's it and they do feed each other I, so we can help each other but we end up nobbling yeah I, well. I, I, think, I think what it is 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 that if you're trying to own conversation you're never going to exist it's, it's no. not like you know like at the end of the day it's not like a wedding where you've got certain suppliers and everyone's undercut this is you can't like i've seen um somebody was like going uh said to me oh, this guy's been on another podcast and this one it's like you know how many successful brand people that they are you're gonna yeah. fucking get people on the same shit all the time. So it's like that's the this is part of the problem. You know, you, we're trying to elevate people to different audiences and different backgrounds, and you just don't know. I mean, I got fucking ten people in Romania every week who listen to me, which is like, what the? <laughs> yeah, and that's more than my, like, wife. <laughs> my wife. And, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, you, so you got ten other wives in Romania. Is what you just said? Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, okay, maybe, I'll, I'll maybe, let it maybe yeah. Maybe husbands, you never know, maybe not. Um, but but you're right, I think, and, and it's always nice when you get your stats, you're like, and going, look at that, 12 people in Bolivia. Who are they? Who are they? Like, what? And how did they come across it? And and then you see them like month after month or, you know, time after time. So, no, that's nice. That's nice about what we do. So why are you doing this? What's your purpose? Bro? What is your, what, what oh, man. why are you? Because I'm a, I've, I've been in broadcasting. I got thrown out of that organization. I kind of then, was solo and then you kind of you know picking your own pieces up you work out whether you're going to kind of walk away from it all or or stick with it and all that and there's lots of mental health stuff that i want to talk about the celebrities that i know mm. that so i thought well, okay let's just create that's why i want to create the tommy sandy podcast was it was my space to be all the things that i am and i'm a dad and things are changing mm. in my world and all that stuff i've given up booze and i'm like okay i think and i love this i can't help but talk so mm. i'm building i'm giving you time to no think no no that's what i'm doing i'm, I'm, I'm all right adding, Right. Okay. So, what is what what what's what's the what's Why? the bundle background? <laughs> yeah. What's the bundle bunda about? And 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 why are you doing this? What do you want? Yeah. Um. Thanks for the question. Actually. Um. So, yeah. So. Um. To be honest, is like 
whenever I was like listening to kind of uh, shows or radio or any kind of kind of media format, I always used to, um, especially on radio, I used to love listening to uh, the music, obviously. But then when the guest was behind there, it used to start pissing me off when they used to have to go to a to an advert or it was really, really short kind of sound bites. And I always wanted to know a little bit more. Then when uh, Talk Sport came out, that was brilliant because you were hearing yeah. people having different conversations. It was a kind of long format. And then it got commercialized with like like adverts all the time. And then yeah. when the concept like podcast came through, so um, I think the easiest one to say is companies like Joe Rogan, a lot of uh, a lot of his guests that have the same similarities. I actually know a couple of people have been on his show. Okay. Through by drug and alcohol work that I that I, I do in the background. Um, not actually sell it, but you know, that's no. where the you know, we talk about Bolivia, you know, it, it, I kind of pieced it together. Yeah. But um yeah. I, I, I sort of like enjoyed that and love listening to you. And you get to know the person behind it. So eventually I've always been, I've, I've, I've been involved in a bit of music as well, you know, with friends who DJs or singers, etc. Um, And I just thought, you know, there was a, I had a surgery like last year, I had my gallbladder, nothing major, but I had a, had a little bit of time, especially over the, um, over the sum, the, the COVID in particular, where I was like, uh, I had a conversation with my dad and I was like, I, I don't really know some of my dad's opinions on certain stuff. And yeah. so when, when I tried to have the sit down conversation or speak to him on the phone, like me and my brother might speak to him, we'd be like, yeah, it's up to you. You know, and that would be like, you know, don't worry. Yeah. And I never, I, you know, I wouldn't know his opinion on Russian diplomacy or something like that. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I, and I don't expect to. Um, but I realized when summarizing, uh, you know, when I was looking at my dad at, at this point was, you know, he, he doesn't get involved in any gossip, controversy or anything like that. He's a very simple, straightforward person. And I thought that's rare. And I thought, yeah. how do you do that? It's because you learn those kind of skills as you're going along or you meet in other people. And um, I always kind of I had time to reflect. And I said, right, I love podcasts. You know, all the people who I'm interested in. I don't really give a shit about views or anything like that. I genuinely uh, don't care. Um, I just want to ask them those questions. And in that time, my kids are sm- young, you know, and there'll be a point where I'm not here that uh, there's got, they've got um, a digital kind of uh, uh, audio track record of my opinions about certain things or uh, what I've said from it. And also probably realize that, oh, he was a bit of a twat in a while, isn't it? <laughs> or, yeah. So it was, it, it, it's, it's a, one from arrogance and ego, uh, but the other bit, it was just out of pure interest and, and having the opportunity yeah. to try and do this really. Because like, um, like yourself, Bobby, Friction and Harps and all these guys, they ask those people those questions. And I'm more interested to say, actually, I want to know a little bit about the person who spoke to, spoke to him. My brother said something funny once at his graduation. He, go, he had Michael Parkinson there and uh, yeah. he went out and he shook his hand. And, I, and then he said, he goes, think of all the celebs that he's shaking hands with. I've just shaken one hand and I've met all of them. Yeah. And, I, and, okay. I, just, and I just thought, you know, for, for, from that way, I thought, that, you know, there was something in there. And just the art of conversation and the road for redemption for people and mm. the right for people to change their mind on thinking is kind of forbidden now. And I just yeah. thought with this kind of, with these kind of, this kind of format, you know, I want to know a little bit more about people really and not come from a gossip angle, but just show, yeah. uh, you know, from a complete side of, you know, why they are where they are. And also yeah. some, some of the people that I've, I've worked with to kind of expose them to a bigger and wider audience. 
you, you've touched on so many things here. And, I, and I, by the way, I just want to, for what my opinions were, I think those are all the right reasons, whatever mm. right reasons are, whatever <laughs> wrong is, I don't know, to do a podcast or to have conversation is to kind of go, yeah, I think I want a little bit more. I think I want to go a little bit further. I think I see the world a bit differently. I think I'm a bit more analytical. And you're non-judgmental. Now, I've always prided myself on that as well. I kind of go, I don't care. In the nicest possible way, I don't care what your view is, but I want to hear it. Mm. I, if you go, Tommy, I think we should all be doing this, 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 and oh, go, you're a letdown to seats, and da, da, da. I'll go, okay, cool. I'd hear your opinion, and I would take it on board, but I also wouldn't care, because if I am if I know where I stand, I just want to hear, oh, no, you know, Ricky, he's, he's quite hardcore. You know, he's quite extreme like that. He's, he's, he's quite militant, but that's okay. In the same way, I've met and had numerous conversations with proper racist people, people that just, and now I've heard many a time said to me, <clears throat> particularly over the years, now, not like you, Tommy. Not like you. You know, I'm talking about you know Asians like this and Asians like that. And I'm like, that's interesting. I hear those conversations with people that just don't like brown people, don't like black people. But what I won't do is shut them down. What I won't do is go, I can't, I can't be around you. I'm like, no, no, no. It's fine because I'm not scared. I, I'm, I don't. Well, particularly if I don't feel threatened. It's different when you're. I think when you when you threaten someone's life, you threaten someone's you know safety with violence or anything. If they're female, black, white, brown, whatever else, that's a different game. But if, if you want to have a conversation, then I'm more than happy to have a conversation about anything. And I'll keep, I'll keep saying my point and I'll take on board yours. Mm. You might love heavy metal music. I don't, I don't get it. I'm like, oh my God, how can you enjoy that? But on a dumbie and a doll and it's like a, it's a different vibe. It's salsa music, samba, lovely. Makes you feel something. Doesn't do it. But if you want to tell me about why heavy metal music is so amazing, then of course I'm, I'm here to hear it. There's 7 billion people in the world. We're all here to make the world go round and not everyone can be cast as the same character. So that, I think what you just said, not to judge, is is so important because you're going to go, I, and when people talk about be kind, hey man, I'm going to be kind, hashtag be kind. I'm like, no, it's not just be kind because I can be kind to your face. We know in our country, like, hanji, 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 yeah, be yeah. kind. That don't mean anything. Go home and gossip the shit out of them. You know, that's not being kind then, is it? That's just putting on a front. So my thing is be kind and be accepted. I accept you for whoever, whatever you're going to say. It's cool. You are entitled to that opinion. This is your life. It's your world. You make it up as you go along. You get through it. Don't you fall into the path of drugs and drinks and violence or, or anything else. Keep yourself siddhar. Sleep well at night. Be a good husband. Be a good dad. Be a good brother. Be a good son. And do what you've got to do to do that. And I'll accept you for that, even if your opinion is very different. So I think that's the right reason to do what we do surely you know yeah. i think that's the, got to be the basis of it i think also that in terms of like in, in terms of self-reflection because the world was different five years ago your opinions are going to be different five years ago you may not mm. like the version that you were for like 25 years or 30 years huh? and then all of a sudden you have a realization or a moment or, or something like that and you say you know something i need to try and fix up my fix up my kind of my appearance my not appearance from like visually but inside as well and and how you how, how you operate but what i won't do is what i've tried to do because I, I, i'm still guilty of it in some ways but if you keep in if you're judging someone with the way that they were before you, you know you, you really open yourself in terms of exposure you're no. never gonna you're never gonna you're never gonna survive because it the world evolves so quickly and opinions evolve so quickly um, it's like a, a good equivalent is like a footballer. If you turn around and say this footballer is shit, and then all yeah. of a sudden he does bloody a brilliant. Thanks to the hat trick. And yeah. then all, and then you, then everyone said, yeah, but you said he was shit in two thousand, and you're like, 
yeah, I'm allowed to change my mind. Yeah. And and that is not, uh, that's not allowed in, in this kind of environment, really. No, you're right. And that's why and look, I work on news channels as well. People come on with opinions, right? So people come on with kind of saying, what is your opinion, Tommy? They'll say to me, you know, beforehand, oh, well, today we're going to discuss uh, the booster jab, right? Recent thing that we did a couple of weeks ago. Oh, you know, what's your opinion on that? And um, I said, I'm, I'm, I haven't got it. I haven't got the booster. I've had the two, but I'm not anti-vax and all that, but I'm not the booster. And, you know, it got a reaction like that from people around me who were looking around like, what? How can you have the booster? What kind of gamble are you playing with your life? And I said, it's not that. I said, it's because I've got so much haldi in my diet. I'm good. No, I'm joking. I said, I said it's because I said, it's, um, I've had the two jabs. I haven't had any symptoms. I'm making, my, I'm making up my opinion based on what, how I feel, my instinct, my gut, what I'm saying. It may not be right. And I didn't say this to him. This is to come back to the changing your mind. I said, I might regret that. I'm not so sure of myself that I'm going to go, this is the way. It's all a conspiracy. But I'm not saying that. Mm. I'm just going, for now, this is how I feel. I'm not sure. And I'm swayed a little bit more this way than I am that way. And I'm not quite Labour. And I'm not quite Tory. And I'm not quite West Ham. And I'm not quite, you know, like, but I'm a West Ham fan. You know, but, you know, but I know there are flaws sorry in my team. You. I'm sorry. I'm, yeah. I'm sorry sometimes, you know. Yeah. And we've had a rough run for years. And now we're in a good spot. <laughs> and maybe I'm jumping on the bandwagon again. See? Uh, I can't, I'll, I'll just work that in the side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Master. You know, of West Ham. And so, you know, I think that's it. I think you can be, you should be able to be fluid. And if you don't, if you have to set yourself in stone with all your opinions, and that's what a society kind of weirdly is requiring from us now. Like, where do you stand on this? You once tweeted this. You once said that. And I'm like, yeah, I'm not that. that actually, I haven't been the victim of that. I haven't been the receiving, receiving end of that because I don't tweet and share that much stuff. But, and not opinion-based stuff like that. But people hold you to that. And that's it. You are cast judge, jury based on one incident. Whereas you know, as a married man, you can very much screw up today and be in the good books tomorrow and then be back in the bad books the next day or even in an afternoon, hey, even every 15 minutes. End of, that, end of that sentence. It can start <laughs> yeah. with like, it can start with something like, oh, guess um, I've done the Hoover. Positive. Yeah. Yeah. yeah good. Very good. 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 Did you empty the bag or did you yeah. empty it in the bit? No. No. And, that, oh. and then that's it. Yeah. And that's it. Before that, you are a letdown to everyone from your family. That's it. You have brought with the number. <laughs> time, <laughs> times 30 years of life. Yeah. That's exactly. <laughs> no, I, I, that's, I, I, think, I think it's good. I think you're right. And, um, and we'll have a conversation in six months, a year, 10 years from now on this podcast. And when you're sponsored by Tata from the wagon. And, um, and it'll be different. Be like, man, Rick, we thought, we thought it was that. It turns out, no, it's not. It turns out we are. We're both a couple of racists now. And we're sitting here, you know, yeah. talking about how, uh, how we hate a certain, the alien race that I mean, come like, over to invade us. I mean, your, your journey into, into broadcasting, obviously, you're seeing many um, cycles in terms of this, maybe this thinking. Um, you know, you came into, into broadcasting, let's say, Asian Network. And, well, let's say, like, you were one of the main reasons why it was kind of saved at that bit. It was, it was a sinking ship. One of them. I want to just, and let me add to that just because I want to chip in. Yeah, you can, say, by the way, you can ask anything about any of that, so it's all good. But, um, but at that time, I want to big up a couple of other things about it because I came on board. Adol Ray was the breakfast show host. Yeah. I was on uh, weekend breakfast and very quickly moved to drive. And I was only on drive about three or four months. And they brought me into the office and they went, you know, um, Adol's going to move on. We want to get you in to breakfast and I'd only been on like I said drive five six months 
So I was like, whoa. So I've just gone Monday to Friday on one show. Now they go Monday to Friday on the flagship show, this show. And uh, they went, oh, I went, oh, all right, yeah, okay. Well, I went, I, you know, I'd love to do it. And it was all cool with adult. Yeah, it's all cool with adult. Okay, great. Because he was a big advocate yeah, for yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, he, he sold. He went on, on air and went, give this man his own show when I was just covering show. So, you know, I'm like, I can't forget that, you know, like that that kind of support from early doors. Um, I remember I had Thailand booked for my missus, right? So I was like, Uh-oh. yep, cool. And they, went, they went, can you start on this date? And I went, uh, no, actually, I'm in Thailand. I'm going to start, you know, can I start 10 days later? And they went, no. I went, what do you mean no? I went, they went, no, because we're going to announce the station's going to close down on that date. And therefore, you have to be already in place. So it doesn't look like we're bringing someone in place when a station's closing down. And I went, well, that doesn't make any sense. Why do I want to work on a station that's closing down? And they sold it to me very well. The guy, Andy Parfit, he's head of Radio One and Asian Network at that time. And he went, because he went, I think, I believe in you. I think you're a fighter. I think you're this kind of bunda. And I was like, oh, yeah, I am. And I, <laughs> so I was like, okay. But then you kind of go in fearless. You're going with nothing to lose. But another key part of Asian Network being sexual, yeah. And, and what we did, we made it a bit more all-inclusive as a breakfast show. We got back to basic music, you know, like, Bollywood, Bhangra, kind of hardcore, you know, just big hitters, big tracks. And I was all nice and family friendly and it was all just good. It won everyone over. People are listening in their cars with their kids and everyone was happy. My silly songs and sense of humor. But a big key part of the Asian Everything Well was Noreen because Noreen took an afternoon. So the, the radio station would peak at breakfast and it would peak at drive. They're often your top piece, but it would belly out in the middle. Noreen brought that up. So it was all about the same. So breakfast, afternoons and drive were all about the same list. And then when I picked up a bit, belly, the middle of it, the belly, you know, the Noreen mm-hmm. Khan bit picked up a bit and then the drive picked up a bit. And then it all just kept nud- nudging all three of those bits. That's unheard of actually across a radio station. You get, br- dr- you know, breakfast and drive. So a big part of it was the music policy and a big part of it was Noreen in the afternoons and then the drive sort of, followed. I can't remember, he was on drive in the afternoon. I think it was like Jazz Rao for a bit and then Bobby came a little bit later on uh, onto drive. But so, yeah, so there were, so yes, I'd like to feel I'm a part of the success story when it was going to close down, but it wasn't. I'm not going to sit here at all and kind of go, "It was me. me. I saved them all." Yeah, yeah it was. I, I was the the emergency <laughs> boat that came out. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. Did you find it yeah. difficult then, in terms of like you know, let's say from what you just said, a little experience that you probably had at that point of covering coming in and then putting your stamp on your on your on that show? Completely. Completely, because um, so I'd done a, a few years in telly before then. So I'd done the Blind Date gig. I got the voiceover in Blind Date, and I'd done a few TV shows. So you were you weren't known as the R Graham. You were did they? How did they introduce? They, were you R Tommy? Exactly. No, they didn't. Scylla called me that as a one on one. I got to know her quite well. Got to hang out with her a lot. We wow. went on holiday together. Went to you know like uh, you know I'd be DJing in, in London you know, four or five nights a week at that time. And she'd come to the club and so, you know, so, Silla, so this is Silla Black coming to a Desi yeah. gig. No, no, Desi. Oh, just not Desi, just the old Yeah, yeah. I was, I was gonna, house, you need to add the pump in there. You need to say, yeah, yeah. yeah. When yeah, Jiggy yeah. Road came she, on, she, she was. was a, yeah, so, yeah. She did a surprise, surprise remix to Jiggy yeah. Road. Yeah, instead of Kali Teddy Good, she was Kali Mary Na. It was, it was a name. Kali Mary Na, made up, ginger me. I don't know what it was, right? But she was. um. She'd come out to the club, it's all house garage. Actually, I play a lot of gay clubs weirdly as well. Not weirdly, I'm saying weirdly for me back then. That, but that was where I got to play my music, which is house and what I love, the big piano, vocal, disco, soulful, uplifting, happy music. And I play it in a crowd where there was no trouble. There's never a fight in a gay club. Never. Um, and also, can I say, 
the, the hottest women would go there. So like, it was like, this is great. And none of the women are interested in any of the very fit men that are in here. Um, so they get to come and talk to the DJ. It's a great place to be. Anyway, um, that was back, that was back then. Before I get to that, Scylla, learning a lot from her, learning about the business. She taught me loads. Also, I had a producer, manager, agent at the time who worked with Scylla. He'd worked in the entertainment business. Um, Marty, his name is, a Welsh guy who taught me so much about the way in which you come across, the way in which you work, your research, your prep, the way you conduct yourself. So when I hit Asian Network, I'd almost done my time. I'd done quiz telly, shopping telly, you know, late night channels, channel 800 and something that if you sit on the remote control after watching me, you could end up on Babe Station. You're that high up in the EPG, right? So it was that. And sometimes some people wouldn't tell the difference. Sometimes I take my top off and just sit there and take take phone calls. I sell, uh, I sell, I sell that Hoover. Yeah, exactly. I do both. We can do both. I can do it all. So um, you do that. And and what, I'm, what I meant was I came with Asian Network and I remember being on the radio, coming to the radio and speaking to the producers. And they said the first thing, the first kind of cover show I did for Drive or Breakfast or Adol, and they went, right, so what do you want to do? And I went, what do you, what do I want to do? Like, what do you want to do in the show today? I went, your show. You. You tell me what I wanted. And I went, no, no, no. They went, in radio, it's led by the presenter. I'm not thinking, oh, crap. Like, I, don't, I don't know. Like three, four hours of a show. What? I don't know. We play some songs. Then I started thinking, well, what do I like? I like puns. I like language. I like wordplay. I've always have done. I used to come back in from DJ and I used to watch the repeat of Countdown, which was on at four o'clock in the morning. <laughs> and, and I'd already watched it in the afternoon because that's when I woke up. And then um, you'd win, DJ. you'd win. You'd and win. I, I'm like, oh, I okay, guess it. Nine, 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 <laughs> no. nine letter, nine letter word. Exactly, I felt like a genius. Um, so you do, you, you do that, and um, so uh, yeah, I love words. So I played on that, and then I thought, hold a minute, this is this is an impossible task. We've got, you know, Indians, Pakistanis, Bangladeshis, Sri Lankans. You've got Hindu Sikhs, but you've got people, all those different parts of our religion, all those different parts of our geographical background. You've got different levels of Asianness. You've got uncle, auntie, grandparents. You know, I'm thinking about my own like, nana, nani, baba, dadi, you know, kind of type person that wouldn't speak a word of English. Then you've got my kids who wouldn't speak a word of anything in any other language. And I'm like, man, how do you join all this up? And then I'm like, I don't know anything about British Bangladeshi households. How do I know anything about? So I kind of kept it generic. It's a bit like selling a, a chutney or an Indian restaurant. Now putting a menu together. I'm like, okay, this has got to appeal to everyone. You got a little bit of spice, you got a little bit of bland, you got a little bit of kind of crossover humor. So you just do that and you kind of get a feeling, but it's a bit like DJing. When you're DJing to a room, you're looking at the room. I call it my goldfish bowl because you're like the muchy in the bowl looking around, mm. everybody else walking around. And you're kind of going, mm, it's gone a bit too heavy on the hip hop. Let's bring it back with some softer R&B, get the girls back on the dance floor. Now let's kind of <laughs> dance it up. Let's, 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 let's pick up the pace now before we bring it down at two o'clock and get into kind of another part of the set. So it's, and same with kind of rate. And I think it, as long as you're constantly doing the dance of life, I call it, you're kind of keeping moving with it, then, then it, it kind of it keeps you fresh. It keeps you kind of, you know, you're kind of list, listing out things. Plus, my background was, you know, drama, performing arts. So you're doing improv. So you know how to vibe off of something. So if you say something, I'm playing on bandwagon, I'm playing on wordplay, I'm playing on this, you know. If you've got that playfulness in you, you can come up with stuff every day. And we did. And sometimes I'd go to the radio show thinking, I don't know what I'm going to say. Oh, I ain't, I've got nothing. I don't feel funny. I don't feel like I've slept. You know, the, me and the missus have argued. The kid's not well. I've mm. been up throughout the night. And you're like, shit, where am I? I don't know what I'm going to do. But you have a coffee. And then something happens. The light goes on. And you just go, let's go. And something. And I think you've got to have that 
you've got to have that switch in you. And I'm sure people have got it when it comes to business or when it comes to going to the gym or something else. You've just got to, you've got to go for it. So, uh, yeah, are you, uh, it's a, you've echoed some of the things that um, Harp's call has you know, mentioned. And, and, and one of the things that came out was to say that, you know, she said, where did you get your en- energy from? And, and it was a switch that you had to go uh, but she's she's been fairly open in terms of like some of the difficulties that she's got. She's tried to manage and do everything and balance all this. Uh, at what cost did it have you into in terms of being switched on all the time? Was there an area in your life that it was having a, an effect on? Uh, yeah, I mean, um, I was going to be rude there. Uh, I couldn't <laughs> get it up. I couldn't get it up for six years. No, 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 no. no. Oh, I, I, no problems there. Um, so on it. What? Um, what? <laughs> yeah, that's how I got. That's how I got through it. I was rock hard, four hours a day, every day. No, giving it to the people. No. Um, what? I tell you, you know, I love it. I love performing. I love people. I love audiences. I love crowds. I love being known. I like being recognised. My ego is not fulfilled. And my missus will tell you, I stop and talk to the person at the tills at Tesco or on the street, the coffee shop, the neighbours. I talk to, I'll talk to anyone. I talk all the time. People think I'm often on something because I'll talk this much and I'll talk fast all the time. I've got four or five businesses. I've got the podcast, the daily podcast. I've got my property stuff. I do other bits of what I'm commi- trying to commission stuff. I'm writing stuff, whatever. So I'm, I'm just on the go and I love it. So this is everything I've built up to. And I also, without getting all kind of deep about it, I listen to the part every morning. So I have my spiritual time and I did that all throughout the breakfast show. On the way to the show, I didn't listen to anything else other than um, my 20 minutes of my father, right? Great. It got me in the right headspace. It kind of got me kind of starting the day with positivity. And early time of the day, don't forget, I'm getting in a car to go to the show at like five o'clock in the morning. So no one's awake. Me, back of the car. Oh, this, the BBC, the beautiful thing about it, they send a car for you every morning. That's lovely. So all I've got to do is roll out of bed, get in the shower, roll downstairs, get in the back of the car. And I've got, my headphones on and I had that time to myself and I think that's so important to stop the noise and then go time for the show then from the show at like five past ten ten the show went at ten sometimes five past ten past ten four past ten I was one floor down with the one show I do the one show all afternoon filming and then I'd come back home on the tube from wherever we were filming or on the train get back home and then they would have edited it up in that time to go out that night and they tell me the voice of and the bits that they need for the video piece. So I'd be under a gumbel recording the voiceover into my phone, then email that to the, the one show. That would go out that seven o'clock that evening. How it would manifest itself, how that would kind of come out then, is I'd be reading to my kid at 6 7 o'clock in the evening, putting him to bed. And my head would be going like that. I'd be so tired. Um, your diet is all over the place. Your sleep is all over the place. I'd be run, I, whenever I get, um, whenever I'm not slept properly, I get snivelly. I get all like you know sneezy. That's how it kind of. So your health suffers. I was three stone heavier during the height of breakfast than I am now. I'm thirteen stone now. I was sixteen stone on that show. So because you're just eating whatever, plus you're out and about, plus you're doing gigs, you're grabbing late night food. Now there was no. I was just going from one thing to another. So uh, I was drinking more. On the weekend, I binge drink because I think, oh, I've had a good week. We, we smashed it. And we did, we were smashing it. We were getting good numbers. The show was getting recognized. I'm on the one show, Radio 2, the travel show, Asian Network. It's all flying. We're earning good money for the first time. But don't forget, I'm just a freelancer. I'm just someone who's trying my luck in this game. And now you're on a six-figure salary from, from it. 
that was unheard of. I hadn't got that ever before in my life. So things were things were great. Why not? Why not? You know, everything was go, go, go. So what suffered was probably time with the kids, time with the missus, proper time. And I think my missus fortunately just picked up everything with in terms of the house and the kids and their school bags and their books and their time and, and you know, and booking people in for you know, like birthdays and my nieces and my nephews and the presents and the the, the vouchers and the, she just took all that on and I left all that and I, I guess it was I'm off being me seven and it was seven days a week and nights as well and weekends. Um, but I've got to be honest, Rick, I loved it. I loved it and I miss it to this day. So um, I think now if I was doing that and knowing what I've been through in the last four or five years, I'd balance that out a bit more. But it's still amazing. And I had a wicked time doing it because I love people and I love meeting people from all walks of background. I want to meet bonkers, bizarre, wonderful, creative, funny people. And when you meet, and I got to, I got to interview Amitabh Bachchan on a one-on-one. I got to do Shah Rukh Khan. I got to do uh, Dominder. I met him, you know, in, in Canada. And me and him having a chat. Anil Kapoor. All these brilliant people and, you know, people that have achieved so much, you know, whatever you may think of them, um, they've achieved so much. And, I get to be around them. You know, Craig David knows my name. And, you know, that I grew up listening to Craig David's music, you know, and playing his music in the clubs when Garage was just still up and coming. So all those things mean something to me. Um, I've got to interview Hulk Hogan, you know, like, who gets to do Hulk Hogan? You know, so, <laughs> and, you know, he's telling me proper stories about him as a dad. And do you know about his story about, about the George Foreman grill? Yeah, yeah. So he, 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 yeah. If you, yeah, he got offered. It, it should have been his. He, he took a, a juice maker in it instead. Exactly. Well, he didn't take it. He missed the phone call from his agent. He because his missus told him go pick your daughter up. So he went out, picked the daughter up, but it was a big one hour round trip, whatever. Missed the phone call from the agent. Came back. The agent had already given him the juicer and given the grill to his other client, George Foreman. But he would have. He actually, I think, because I would have picked the grill. He goes, oh well, George has got that. You go with the juicer. He goes, all right. It was like that. And that, he goes, one phone call. And he goes, it would have made the difference of about $400 million to him. And I'm like, hi, what does that tell you? Don't listen to your wife. That's the message. The message there. When she says, go do this, go, no. I know what you're, no, no I'm kidding. No, I, 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 take, I take your phone with you. Yeah, take your, yeah, <laughs> mobile phone before that. Yeah. Anyway, the point is, yeah, it does have, a, it does have an effect. But um, if I'm honest, I think it just goes with the territory. You, you know, you put yourself out there. You know, a builder doesn't want to get up at four o'clock in the morning to go onto a cold ass site at five o'clock in the morning and be there till six, seven o'clock in the evening. You know, many my mum didn't want to do the machine, the sewing machine. Mum, I remember hearing the sewing machine going from upstairs in my bed when I was a kid. I remember coming. I remember hearing a little noise, like a little scream, come downstairs, and the needle had gone through her finger, and she had it covered up in a tissue. By the time I went down, I was only that eight, nine years old. I remember it vividly. She had tissue all around it. I saw the blood with you. I went, what is it? She was, hey, Chandra, go back, go back, go back. I was like, all right. Went back to bed, came downstairs the next day and she had a fuck deal over it, right? So she had it wrapped up. But she carried on. You want, she didn't want to do that. My dad, my dad never taken a sick day from work. He didn't want to do that. I'm sure he would do a lazy. My dad under, you know, under, faced racism in the workplace. They were trying to mess with him when he, in his workplace and trying to move him to different departments and make him leave and all that stuff. And there were different times, 70s and 80s. You know, the people who are our elders, our older generation, the people who have pioneered in music scenes or film, TV, drama, anything, business, they've undergone shit. So we are where we are. Now it's our job to just smash it. We're, we're lucky. We ain't got it nearly as bad as they have. 
So all we got to do now is smash it and take it up a level. You know, you've given many lessons in, in terms of your life, what you've just kind of said there. How did you, like, looking back into on it now, I mean, it's completely up to you in terms of how far you want to go into it, but how do you reflect when you when you had to leave the BBC now? Yeah, no, I, I, I didn't leave. I got thrown no, out. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> I'm, not saying, I'm not saying thrown out, but I'm just... Yeah. No, no. I'll let, I'll let you phrase yeah. it any way you want it. <laughs> yeah, no, bless you. You're being, you're being kind. It's like, you don't have to be. It's like Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince. Ah! Yeah, yeah, yeah. You mess around with Hillary again. Yeah. Uh, honestly, Rick, um, it, um, it broke my heart. It didn't make me angry. It broke my heart. i tell you why. Because I loved it there. And I still do have amazing memories of it there. And that's, I think the headline will be, you know, he got sacked from the BBC and, you know, he's left the BBC or he's got issues with the BBC. I haven't. There's two or three people involved in my sacking, really, management. And I believe they made the wrong decision. Uh, but again, coming back to your first point about accepting people for whatever they are, they were coming from a certain mindset. And that is that, ah, yeah, men in these positions, in privileged positions, they are taking advantage of their positions. And look at that, there's a secret club. And what's that? And they ran away with that. Even though, and I'll still say, I'll say to you, open up, said many others, to this day, I have not said anything offensive about anyone. There is no complaint against me. No one has complained about Tommy Sandu is this, something like that. So that's all those things um, make me kind of reassure me that I kind of go, what did I just get caught up in? But I often, I take the spiritual route when I analyze it. I take the kind of, what was that about? I look up at God and the universe. And trust me, I hit some horribly low times with it because I didn't understand it. I'm going, but I did. And all I kept going over and over again with is, but I didn't say anything. I, I, I don't think these things. But the Daily Mail headline was with my name. The story was with me in it, you know. And if you read the article carefully, you'll see there's no quote of Tommy said this. There's no screenshot of what I'd say because it doesn't exist. But I'm in the group. Oh, he's part of this secret club. No, there was a secret club. What, what are you talking about? Where's all, where's all this coming from? You're running, you run away and made it something that it's not. Others have said stuff that you might deem inappropriate. I haven't. I was, I was there. You were the, the four, you were the four, you were the four guy basically. Maybe, maybe, but but then I expect better because don't forget, I was the four, I was made the four guy, I think, the scapegoat, whatever you want to call it, but by the same people that made me, made my career. So that was the confusion. It's like your mum, dad doing you over. You're in like, hold a minute, you made me, but now you've kind of, you've, you've skanked me. Like, what? You And you're looking at your mum, dad, and you're like, and again, but you know me. Look at me. You know me. You know I'm not these things. So why, where are you? Where are you running away from? It's a bit like you're dating someone and like her judge, I don't know where I'm going. Bear I'm, with me. I'm, I'm hoping where this is going. going. I'm gonna. Right. I've got the pause button girl. just in case. <laughs> no, you you love you love this girl, right? You love her to bits. It's all going so well, and she's introducing you to her friends, and her friends love you, and all that's going well. And all of a sudden, an interfering day comes along, an interfering judge, a judge she comes a judge, probably a judge comes along and she kind of goes that's only this that's only that and then all of a sudden people start bubbling that all bubbles up then they speak to her, the girl's parents and the girl's parents start saying to her like you, you got you got to break up then she's like uh, uh and then out of kind of default she does but you're kind of going we're on to a good thing it shouldn't have been that way but actually everybody else knows it 
I've got a lot of support from people who still work there and people message me and even the supposed victims of the group and all that um, have messaged me kind of going, this got nothing to do with you. We don't understand how this has happened. And I don't understand how it's happened. But, um, you know, I, I, I think you have to you have to roll with it in life. You don't know why things happen. I know that me and my missus are closer as a result of it. I know I've kind of got more time for my kids as a result of it. I've stopped drinking as a result of it. The hangovers were getting worse. So it's now been two over two years, no drink. Um, so you kind of, you've got to take, you've got to, as Will Smith once said, you've got to fall forward. If you're going to fall, fall forward and progress from it, from that fall. Um, and I miss it. Like I said, I, I miss it more than anything. I'm not, I'm not mad. I'm just, it's, it's a little bit saddening, really. And, um, and now it's more like, okay, I believe that if you're a good person, you're blessed. And blessings work in weird ways. So where is this going? And I don't know the answer to that yet because I think I'm still on that route and path. But I know, I know I'm quite excited about the future. And, and so let's, let's just give everything a go. And particularly post-COVID and all that, I'm like, everyone should just give their dreams a go. Take one step towards whatever that thing is that you want to do. Mm. You want to have a successful global podcast, Rick. So this is your step. Start building up, start contacting your guests, reach out to people, bang, bang, bang. You create something. Before you know it, oh, having Tommy on has created another five new followers. Having Sukhoj Lauren has created another 10 new followers. Having Bobby Friction has created another 100 new followers, whatever it is. And then bang, 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 you're rolling. And it becomes something, but it's brick by brick. You lay these bricks and before you know it, you've got a gun. But at the moment, they're just bricks. So I'm just taking my little steps as well. Did it, so see where it goes. did it affect you on the one show? Did it affect everything around it? Because like, well, I, mean, yeah. I, mean, I mean, because if, you know, from from from, let's say, uh, brown Twitter or you know, brown social media, you're you're seeing, you know, the world is on fire because it's on Asian network and that. But then knowing it, knowing the impact as you as a person, your family, and your aspirations, and then all of a sudden, you go from having a car picking you up to actually like shit. I might need a taxi no one, or nothing. I need to drive yeah. myself. Yeah, and exactly, and, and 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 I'll be honest, I got dropped by my agent got dropped by everyone. Everything went very quiet. Got cancelled from gigs. Even to this day, Rick, there are comedy venues that won't have me do stand-up in their venues because they go, oh, we operate an equal rights policy and because of what happened to him five years ago, I can't go in there. And the promoter is going, no, but you don't understand, you know, and no, that's what it is. And he doesn't always tell me. And even my script has been turned down because they Google you and this comes up. So, there has been massive repercussions. I was in talks with a, a, a really big streaming platform to be a part of them in, in India. And they went, uh, we're trying to launch in uh, other countries around South Asia. And because of your association to the negative comments, we're not going to use you. Hope you understand, Tommy. Right? And I'm like, it's heartbreaking. I, I've been told by other comedians um, that the comedy circuit and agents will refer to me as one to avoid. This was a couple of years ago. Right. And um, that's upsetting. It's heartbreaking because you're like, what? I don't, how did this, <laughs> look at me, I'm still like, I think it's more like, how do you, how do you fix it? It's something that wasn't even broken and you're still, and you're getting told, you, oh, you need to fix it. Um, yeah. One, it's, and that, it's that's broken like, and you're fixing it. And then you say, okay, I've done that bit now. Uh, what's yeah. the next step? And everyone's like you, going, uh, which right. is make, making it up. And you look up and you kind of go, what What do you want me to do? You look up at the universe, look up at God, whatever you want to call it, and you kind of go, 
I don't know what you want me to do. I don't know what I'm supposed to do next now because it's like I've just been thrown off the, the train of life, like my career. And I don't forget, like I said, I was in the game since I was 21, 22 years old. I was doing my first TV shows and voiceovers and, and like I said, all that shopping telly and quiz telly and all this stuff, you're building up your skills. And you know, with quiz telly, you know, you're speaking into a camera for three hours a night straight, one person, nobody yeah, else it's there. hard, man. It's hard. All right. And then they say to you on radio, oh, if the link goes down, you've got to fill for 30 seconds to a minute. Can you do that? I'm like, 30 seconds to a minute? I could talk about selling a lampshade for, th for three hours, you know, so don't worry. But all that is, is where I, call, I earn my stripes. And so whenever, if anyone's out there listening to this and they're kind of grafting away at the kind of crap level of what they really want to do, don't worry. All that is kind of just, it's, it's the tarka to your final chicken dish you know you're just getting your onions right you're getting your masala right you're yeah. getting all those flavors layered up and i so you're right it's hard and it's an injustice is a tough thing to swallow but of course the other part of it is coming back to opinions and people's opinions is i question myself i'm like maybe i'm deluded maybe i'm a wrong maybe i have done something and i'm so blinkered that i don't even understand what i've done wrong because i'm an ass when i don't know it and I'm like, I don't feel those things. I'm not racist. I'm not homophobic. I'm not lewd. Now, my dad was from Pakistan, so I wouldn't be anti-Pakistani. And I don't have those feelings. I'm like, I've just been told I'm something. You are this, tarred and feathered. Now you're covered. You're like, huh? You know, but I'm not. And you're like, you're trying to get it. Or you're like, no, but hang on a minute. And no one's listening because the damage is done. And unless in these, time, in these times that we're in, unless you can sum up everything in a tweet, you can't get your point across. You won't be heard. It doesn't cut through. But you're kind of going, no. So were you in the group? Yes, I was. So did you see this? No, I didn't see it all. But you did see some of the messages. Yes, I did. So why is it that you've seen some of the messages, not the other messages? Oh, well, you see, it's, I'm really busy and I'm working on the day. Yeah, too long. Too long. No one's interested. You're like, oh, no. So have you ever used the P word? No, I haven't. Have you ever used anything, anything homophobic, lewd? Have you been crude about any women in the office? No, I haven't. No, I haven't. Ever. But were there others that were? Yes, there were. So why do you associate with these people? I'm like, because you told me to work with them. So I'm given this as a team. I'm a freelancer. So how, so you've done me through association to a team that you associate with. It doesn't make no sense. So, but I also, like I said, coming back to the spiritual side of things, I think things happen for a reason. And I don't know what was going to happen. I was so tired. Maybe I was going to fall asleep at the wheel the following week, Rick. I don't know, right? And so I have to, I have to believe whether I'm, believe it or not, that things happen for the right reason. And, and you have to bounce back. And it's taken a long time to bounce. Yeah, I haven't even bounced back. To be honest, I, um, I, think, I think it went like that. And I just went quiet. And I didn't know what to do. And I was a bit lost for a long time. And only like in the last, let's say, six, eight months, probably it's kind of felt like it's, I feel different. And stand-up has helped. And people, you know, the story's up, and I'll tell you, it's no secret. It's gonna, it's gonna come about. I'm in the middle of a legal thing, still with them, it's still ongoing, um, and it takes this long. And there's lots more to this that I kind of don't want to get into because I suppose I don't, and I haven't done. If you notice, I haven't put anything out on social media. Yeah. This is probably talking to you now. It's probably the most I've spoken about it in any kind of public way, shape, or form because. I don't want negativity to be, I don't want to be associated with negativity. Mm. I'm not angry. I'm sad. I'm not, uh, I don't want revenge. I, I want peace and I, I, I miss them. I want, if anyone, I, want to, I want everyone to know that I miss that place. I'm not hating on that place. I wish them success. 
I hope it grows. I hope it kind of progresses. I don't think it is, and I don't think it will, because I think where they're taking that as a station, it's going somewhere else. But I think maybe that's why they did it. Maybe they took out the most listened to radio show in the history of their history for a reason. And they think, oh, is there more to it? But someone once said, always favor cock up over conspiracy. It's a big cock up. It's not. There's no, no one's out to get you. There's no boogie monster. There's no big plan. And I believe that. I think actually it was just, it was timing. It was cock up. It was misunderstanding. It was uh, trying to weirdly, they were trying to do the right thing. And I believe that, but got it very, very wrong through, through just probably mismanagement and, and a lack of knowledge or capability in the role. But we are where we are. I mean, I was sitting, I was sitting down the other day because um, we, we've only managed to get this done in a matter of days. Before he goes on, honestly, you were probably the easiest guest I've ever had. Like what? sometimes when you ring someone, you're like, oh shit, you know, they pick up or something, and you did straight away. So I, I, I was really appreciate. You know, it's, it's <laughs> that that little lesson for me it was was huge. But I was like, if you look at this guy, what's the closest comparison in my life to that? And I was like, this guy is the Desi. Richard Bacon? Oh, yeah, yeah. I've, I've been compared. Well, people have talked to me about Richard Bacon's career as yeah, well. And I was like, oh, he's got it from it. And it was the... But, can I, I say, but Richard Bacon, he did coke. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So that's the difference, right? He actually did cocaine. He got caught with cocaine. Well, that was right. Am I getting right? I'm not getting yeah, yeah, in, in, in right? The tool, yeah. Right? So... And, when, and often people say, people have even said to me, go, oh, look at all the people at the BBC that are wrong ones over the years, and you know, and they've all got away with it. I'm like, well, don't compare me to them. Don't don't do that. <laughs> and and I tell you what, who I sorry, I'm going to just jump in. Who no. I who a story that really hit me throughout all of this time was the Caroline Flack thing. So, and I say thing because I don't know all the in and outs of it. But Caroline Flack, for those who know, broadcaster, host of uh, Love Island. Super popular. She won Strictly Come Dancing, killing it. She's an A-list broadcaster. Then she has some bust up with her boyfriend. Pictures are leaked of there being blood and someone saying that she, it's her boyfriend's blood. It's what comes about and she beat up her boyfriend and her boyfriend was pressing charges and then they dropped the charges. They worked it out. But the press carried on with it. And then, I don't know quite what happened, but then she went quiet a little bit, but then she got dropped from Love Island. And all her income, all her work, everything got taken away. And she, all she kind of was putting out there is, you don't realize there's more to this. Yes, we did have problems. Yes, we did have a bust up. And her boyfriend's going, it's cool. You know, like, we're okay. Right? He's all right with her. She's all right with him. Whatever it had happened, and I don't know to this day whose blood it was or what, apparently it was her own, whatever. But all that happened, but basically everything got cut off. Now, the key element here is when you're the star, when you're number one, everyone's in your life. And then it all when it's all gone, there's no brava, I can't think of the English word, there's no care for you. That's it. You're dead. You're done. Everyone who was in your life daily is gone. For their own interests, maybe. Uh, maybe that's just the way the world is. But we're not like that. I'm not like that. As a host, you're not like that. As a presenter, as an ego, as a, someone who wants to be liked, you just, you're constantly going around looking for affirmation, confirmation that you are funny, nice, good-looking, attractive, cool, you know, whatever it might be. Right? Yes, you are. Um, great, had a hair, by the way. And, um, fucking skunk. No, it's beautiful. 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 I'm, I'm envious. I've, I've never had any level of that hair anywhere on my body. Well, you definitely ain't um, getting no shampoo fucking ads. Don't forget that. No, no, I'm not getting sponsored. No, maybe a razor blade. Uh, but, um, so, but then we're kind of, 
she went quiet, and then all of a sudden you heard that she took her own life. And you go, and I remember, this is this, I've, I've got it so clearly in my mind, the, the kind of visual image I got was like a bus going across my face. You know when you're stood on the side of a pavement, and you look one way, you look the other way, and the car just goes across you. Yeah, yeah. You know, and that's, so it was like what I was telling myself in my mind was, holy shit, that was a near miss. That was a near miss, Tommy. Now, I'm not saying I was that bad. I'm not saying I was ever, you know, thinking those kind of negative thoughts about me and my life. But everything went. And, and I'll tell you straight, Rick, my mum quit her job when I lost mine, came here every day, would help me with getting my boys ready for school, something I'd never done. My missus ended her mat leave early, went back to work. My mum's doing the bar. And I'm just there thinking, I just want to lie on the floor. I can't. I don't know. I don't know what to do with myself. I'm down. And I'd drop the kids off to school, come back, go straight to bed because I'd have been up all night because you're thinking about it. You're lying in bed kind of going, I didn't say this. I didn't say that. What, what could I have done to stop this? What should I have said? I, what, and I'm like, but I didn't see those messages. How would I know about messages I haven't seen? Why? Because they're going to, why don't you flag it? Why don't you? And I'm like, I didn't see it. Oh, but you saw some. Like, yeah, I know I saw some because I check it now and then. Why did you stay in the group if you don't really check the group? I'm like, because sometimes you just want to keep the peace because people think presenters think they're something. So if you're not in the same group with your producers, oh, who do you think you are? You know, it's like, so, you know, you stay in group. You, and what happens when you leave a WhatsApp group? When someone leaves, you go, oh, he's left. What's his problem? Or she, you know, everyone kind of gives them like a bit of a hard time. Oh, yeah. Who do they think they are leaving the group? They always, and I think, well, I just, and I was in 25, 26 WhatsApp groups, just running noise around me. I'm like, this means nothing. WhatsApp is an app on my phone, which is a gadget in my life. I'm so much more than this one group. But yet, all of my character is being judged on this thing. And Caroline Flack thing happened, and other celebrities I see fall from grace, as it were. And you realize I'm lucky. I had my mum, I had prayer, I had spirituality, I had my wife who was rock solid, who just did everything, picked up all the pieces. And you got you gotta feel lucky about those things. And you know, my, my mate, my mate, instead of saying, Oh, come on, let's have a glassy and talk about it, he picked me up and goes, Let's go gym, go gym now. You know, and we would work out and talk about it. I'm blessed. You've got, to, you've got to find your angels in life and, and know what's important. And now I've, I've changed. I've realized I only need three or four people in my life. I don't want anyone else. Yeah. I'm happy. I, I will entertain everyone, but I only need a few. You only need a few. So, you know, like you had like a, almost like the, a lifetime of managing egos uh, and celebs and stuff. And then yet the hardest one was trying to manage your own and, re and build it into it. So it's kind of like, again, the Will Smith bit moving forward then. How did you know what your first steps were going to be? And because you, you did brown load as well, didn't you? Were you yeah, you know, but, right. Uh, uh, go on. And that's another thing. Let me just add to that, right? So you, number one, you don't know. You never know whether an idea is going to be good or successful. And anyone who's sure of themselves and know, you get meet somebody particularly Bundy who's so sure of themselves. Like they go, yeah, this is the way to go. This is the way to go with business. This is the way to go with this. This is the way to go with that. How can you know? You can't know. You don't know what's around the corner. But I'm always at in admiration for people who, are, who seem very sure of themselves, because I'm not. I'm so, I remember actually being around Bobby Friction in the hall, and they had ideas and opinions on music and the trends, what's happening, what's big. I'm like, oh, I just listen to it and go, yes, that's a tune, that is. A good tune is good. I like that. That's it. I like it. 
That's all I've got to say on it. Yeah. I haven't got anything more to add. But they can break it down. and They got this and that. And I was always like, damn, I wish I was a bit more like that. Anyway, so, but with the brand load as well, that came about one year after I'd been sacked. And I know that because for that year, the BBC had said to me, because I was going down the legal route, they said, look, don't go down the legal route. We can start to bring you back. I said, that doesn't make no sense. Why get rid of me if you can bring me back? They went, well, you know, no, you know, there's no, there's no um, set thing against you here. We can start. And I'm like, this, so you sat me just to say, don't sue, but you can bring me. I'm like, it was confusing. But all I wanted to do is work. So I'm like, okay, I wanted to get the one show and the travel show and the other things back. Well, okay, forget Asian Network then. If I'm sacked from that, I'll do the other bits. But the one show couldn't take me back because they went, well, you're someone who's been sacked by the BBC. This is going to look bad on our program. So radio doesn't really talk to have that influence over TV in the business. But they can tell them, go, no, you can have him back on the one show, but we're just not going to use him. It doesn't make no sense. So this one, it's one BBC, it's one organization. So everyone just steps away from me. So all of it's gone. And so I'm waiting and I'm, and I'm talking to the radio a lot and I'm going, when am I coming back? Can I come back to radio too? Can I do my... And they gave me one show to cover in July, the following year, after about seven, eight months after I've been sacked. And then after that, nothing. And then when I met the boss, and that's when I got offered the brown note, Sony Music India said, let's do a podcast. And I went to meet the boss. I went, look, you know, you're saying, wait, wait, wait. How long can I wait? It's been a year. Um, and they, um, you know, you should, um, and, and I said, and they went, oh, he went, oh, I remember what he said exactly. He goes, it's not that we can't use you, Tommy. He goes, it's that now that you're kind of at the back of the queue and there are others in front of you. And that was like a kick in the nuts. <laughs> you know, that was, because I was like, I'm at the back of the queue because oh, you pulled me out of the queue, you know? Um, so. I then, the Brownhood was offered, Sony Music, and it was with the guys who I've been sacked with. So I'm like, oh man, what does this look like now? Does this look bad? Does this, is that? But this comes back to the point that we made at the beginning. Just because these guys may have used language, which was inappropriate, and may even have inappropriate thoughts and beliefs on certain things, I don't care. Meaning, not that I don't care, meaning I am not them. I'm me. I'm not the BBC, I'm not the Brown Node, I'm not East London, I'm not West Ham, I'm not just Sikh, I'm not just Punjabi, I'm not just British, I'm many things. And you can't say, that, oh, well, you hang around with them, therefore you are. I'm like, no, it doesn't work like that. And actually, I've now been offered my first bit of work in a year, and it happens with these guys for Sony Music India, which gives us access to all this stuff. Um, I've got to take it. I've got to take it. So you don't know what's right, but you know, on paper, it would look like, oh, well, he's at the BBC and he's gone straight to a deal with Sony. Um, but there's a lot of questions around that, you know. So, um, so no, you're never sure. You're never sure. Do, 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 I, I think in that environment, even five years, the controversy bit now is some of the... I mean, it's always weird, and it is. We've got opera in some way in, the, in kind of music scenes. We've got drug habits and all this kind of stuff, but still giving a clean image out to everyone. And you're like, hang on, you're claiming yourself you're... Uh, um, you know, hardcore rock star, this, that, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Yet, like, if you're that in the English side of it, you've got a whole drug career out of it. At least, and, and sales have gone up, controversy. Yeah. And nowadays, anything that's controversial, it, you're almost pushed to, to to put something out. Like, I could I could put together loads of clickbaits a little bit, and I could be, you could, it could push uh, the podcast sort of different, but I just don't want, I just don't, Want to go down that road at all? No. And yeah, yet I, now I, the I system think... is telling you the more controversial you are, you know, if you just done what you did now or whatever, you'd 
you'd be on a different kind of journey, a different kind of yeah. journey. Maybe, and, and I think times have changed now, and it's different now because I think I think I was just a victim of the early stages the of cancel culture. Yeah, and and it was way before a lot of other people got kind of cancelled and some of this, and people can't people couldn't really see beyond it. It was like, oh, cancelled, so everything moves away. But I was big enough for it to cause damage, but not big enough to get over it. So, and then you know, to be honest, you kind of go, ah, screw it. Um, I don't want to play no more. You know, it's like when the games change, when like you're like, uh, you've taken the fun out of it. You know, like I can't, it's like when a fight breaks out at a party, it's hard to get the dance floor going again. You know, it's like a fight broke out at my party and I'm like, uh, you know what? Should we just go? Should we just leave it? Should we leave the scene? And it's actually my wife. My wife goes, are you done? Or are you not done? You want to hang around and kick off for it? You know, like, like hold your ground for a bit? Or um, you want to just kind of lay down and go do something else? And I thought, well, you know, I think I've still got something in me. And and also, you're, the fear is, oh, they're going to take away my mojo. They're going to take away that thing that made me me. And then stand up. When I went on stage and I go, no, I still got it. You know, yeah. I'm still playing that. But you still feel funny and you still can do it. And you still come up with ideas. And like, and also, you look around at the scene, you're like, no, I still feel strong. I still feel like I can do whatever I want to do. And I still feel like, you know, people goes, oh, what about if you lose your relevance? Someone said that to me, someone from a, another radio station. You go, well, like, you've got to stay relevant. I said, listen, when I turn up, if I turn up tomorrow on a Monday to Friday radio show, I'll be relevant. I'll make myself relevant because we're too far into this game. We're 25 years into this broadcasting TV game. I'll find a way mm. of being, whatever, relevant, I suppose, whatever you want to call it, whatever that means. Yeah, because I saw, I saw you hosting quite a lot of events and, you know, and you could just, you could just hear this. There's a difference in professionalism there. Let's just put it that way. Yeah, and then, I think. And then, you, and then you, then I, then I saw you coming on kind of the comedy scene. I thought, yes, that's just a fucking natural move because at least there, okay, he can actually tell his story. There's a voice. There's and, a voice, and, and I think, yeah, that silence might have been detrimental in some aspects of staying quiet. Just my opinion, because like yeah. when you see people now, if it's cancel culture, the first thing they've got is Instagram and all this that to say. This is what really happened. And you've got your own platforms where before you didn't really, there wasn't as big a platforms to kind of share your kind yeah. of voices. And now you've got it. And then at least now you've got a tour of, with comedians and do your stuff. And then you're able to kind of use its material, so to speak. Yeah. Yeah. You, we joke about it. Also, it, it gives you um, anything hard that you go through makes you a stronger, better, a more aware person. Bad relationships hard times at work, financial difficulty, health problems, makes you appreciate your health more. This makes me appreciate my work more. This makes me appreciate what I do more. Um, and it hasn't. It's now popped me out the other side of it. And I'm like, going, you know what? I love what I do. And if anything, I want it more than ever. And we've gone daily on the Tommy Sandu podcast for a reason, because we want to speak to guests all the time. You know how hard it is getting one guest a week or whatever, or trying to chase people down, the editing, the social media, the clip. You know, I've got a team in India that are editing stuff. I've got a producer, ex-BBC producer, who's working with me. She's great. She gets, helps get guests on. We just did Sukshinda Shinda yesterday. We're sponsored now by GoDaddy India. Mm -hmm. I want to smash the India, UK, America crossover. I want to go for it. And I'm like, okay, this. I've got a bigger plan for what I want to do. And I'm like, well, Tommy, you did it for the BBC. You've done it on other pl platforms or for shows or stages. I can do the Gora scene, the Asian scene, or whatever, the comedy scene, the this scene, whatever you want to look at it. I can do the different audiences. I'm like, okay, now do it for yourself. 
that's it to do it for you and it takes it's harder because you kind of it's like the first few turns on a bike pedal and it's hard to get going but and i know with radio you just gotta stick with it stick with it turn up keep going gym keep doing the podcast keep at it because others will fade others will get sick others will get tired others own mental health issues or physical issues will manifest themselves and i've still got my own i'm not saying i'm not i'm not void of those but it's dealing with them dealing with as you go along and talking having these conversations with you and other people that i speak to on my podcast help because you go oh shit you know what everyone's got issues this is a little bit of tommy sandu injustice oh boo-hoo you lost your job well guess what you got your house you got other properties you got two kids you got a missing you know, you've got a mum who loves you, you've got sisters, you've got, a, you've got my network of family, friends, culture, you know, and actually, so coming back to your point about, oh, going on Insta, you know, not staying quiet, I'm like, you know what, the world doesn't matter. My world is these four or five people. My world is my home. My world is my heart. My world is right now. Screw the rest. You know what, you can think what you want to think. He knows above, or, she, or it, she knows above. Um, and, and that's all that matters. And I can now sleep at night knowing I know I didn't do anything wrong and I stand by that and I'm this year going to hopefully prove that in a bit more of a public way um but I don't want to dwell on it uh, if anything I want to bounce off of it and look I've got more to talk about and share on a mental health well-being that I wouldn't have had before before then life was rosy straight into blind date straight into sky one tv straight into the asian network breakfast show uh, seat you know, straight into the one show. But it was just tick, tick, rolling, rolling. But actually, Will Smith, you know, your Kevin Hart, Don't F This Up documentary will tell you and other things. I've got um, the Central Park Five one. Have you seen that uh, on Netflix? The um, friend, when, friend. They see, when They See Us. Yeah, when yeah, When They yeah. See Us. Right? That's injustice. Getting locked up for 10, 15 years for, for nothing. You, were, you didn't do it. You were just in the park. And I'm like, and that taught me a lot. I got a lot, actually, from BLM and also the Me Too movement. You're like, oh, look at all these people that are on the receiving end of injustice. That's, this is life. Life is a bit unjust on them. It's a bit unfair. It's a bit of an arsehole. You've got to carry on. You've got to carry on. So what do, what do you find, like, it, you know, you, you've built up the podcast as well now. And, um, you know, it was, you know it, for me... I, it, to me it's all natural in some way because i just say like you know for him it's like he's this is what he's designed for you know for the yeah. podcast bit so like what 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 do you feel is uh, you gain the most out of podcast compared to some of the other work that you that you do it's it, i suppose it's space it's space to be me i'm 45 now so i know i feel like i know me better than i did at 30 i joined the asian Network about 32 years old i was there till i was about 40 and um so in that time you learn a lot through the BBC, that quality level of broadcasting and all that. But only when you go through your own shit, you kind of learn more about you. And now I've got the hybrid of the two. I've got all this experience, interviews, top end guests, and I built. And like I said, I have to. I have to remember. I'm grateful to the platform that made me a bit of a name in the scene and allows me to do the work I'm doing now. I can now ring Bollywood stars celebrities or musicians and send them stuff i've done thankfully through the bbc and say look i've done this let me get you on and they will come on my podcast musicians will come on my podcast and i think so now but now i can talk to them in a slightly deeper way I'm talking about fatherhood juggling workloads about 
you know, positivity, mental health, giving up drink, giving up drugs, you know, not that I did drugs, but I'm giving up my booze and all that. I can talk about that. I've got drink, more to give. Drink is a drug, by the way. It's my pet. Yeah. So, so, I mean, yeah, yeah. And do you drink? Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. no, no, no. I'll say, yeah. No, I'm probably about once a month. Or, it's any anytime when I'm with the lads, I don't really generally drink at home at all. I, I, find, that, I find that weird because for me, it's a social drink and I'm already yeah. at home, so I'm not, yeah, so. No, you're right. And and I, I actually started drinking more so with food because I'd like wine with certain yeah, food I'm, or I'd have a couple of whiskeys before I have my, with my gundi and my onions and my tomato. Yeah. I'd do that like a proper uncle and then I'd eat my kind of chicken curry, whatever proper it is in the night. Yeah, and I, lo- and I loved it. I loved that. And I still do lo- miss that. But hangovers were worse. Two, three days of feeling even more down. Mm. And I'm like, this ain't me. I'm an upbeat guy. I've got, but if anything, what I want to, put out now to the world this year through the podcast is yeah. we've all got stuff going on some people's stuff most people's stuff is worse heavier harder going than mine um so glad i made it through it because it was my storm for years it was dark it was lonely but there is a way out there is i promise that there's no secret formula it's just a matter of hanging on hanging on even if it's by your fingertips hanging on to it getting through it and it then settles. I'm going to share something with you. I've never said this to anyone. I was 17 years old. It was before, 17 or 18. It was just before an A-level exam. My mum took me to the Godfather. She goes, your, your exams are going to start. And I was at the Godfather. And I remember it vividly, brother. And I'm telling you, it's going to sound like mumbo jumbo. But this happened. This happened. As far as I'm concerned, this is a part of my life. Um, I was in the Godfather. I'm half asleep because you're like, you're going there like 6.37 because the exam's at, at, you know, at 9 o'clock. So you've got to get to school and all that. I mean, that's... Talk about being tired before exam. That probably wasn't a good thing, Mum. But anyway, but maybe she thought the prashads would talk me out, the sugar fix would talk me out. So I'm sitting there, and while I'm sitting there, maybe I drifted off, maybe I was dreaming, or maybe this happened. But the Gyanni who was chatting away, bruv, I heard him in English. Now, I don't understand it all because it's, it's a bit more hardcore kind of Punjabi stroke Sanskrit or whatever. So I don't quite get all the phrases, the words, and the phrases. But I can pick up little bits here and there. Um, but I heard it all in English. And one thing he said in that conversation was he said, I'm laughing as I say, because I'm like, oh, here we go. And a spiritual awakening. Mm-hmm. But so I'm cynical with it. But I'm also like, look, I only can tell you what I heard. And he said, it, it's not winter all the time. He said, seasons come and go. Sometimes a bit windy and a bit blowy. Sometimes it's freezing cold. Other times it's sunny and wonderful. So don't worry. Whatever's going on now, the cloud's clear. And the next time, and there was no reason for it to say that then. It, sorry, whatever the voice was, you know, that was kind of because it wasn't really relevant to my life then, but I thought that's weird. But it stuck with me. Here I am, 45 years old. That was 28 years ago, whenever it was. And I'm like, that stuck with me. And I'm like, you know what? Seasons change. And it's not always rosy. It's not always bad. And I suppose as we navigate our way through it all, we just want to hang on to a middle ground of happiness, contentment, okayness. And I think my BBC days were very high in one respect because there's a big buzz around it. And then it hit a very low period. And now I want to get that middle right. Mm. That's so, what I'm up so, so in terms of like, in terms of future, um, you know, what, what's your plans for the next, I won't say 12 months for, for you. I would say what's your next 24 months look like? Yeah, it's, it's the, okay. So it's, on a work level, it's build the podcast. Um, more so, more to- associations, attachments, even like, like me mentioning it on this to yours, 
if I pick up two more people, yeah, yeah, no, who, told, who told you, you know how it works. That's all. That's all good. Thank you, right? And then so that's that. Uh, I'm doing loads of stuff with cricket. Weirdly, that's kind of just come about, which I wouldn't have come about had I not, you know, been out of that place. So um, from about February, March onwards this year, it's cricket all the way through to the end of November, and it's test maybe covering India through the Bharat Army. So it's covering um, Indian test matches. Uh, the IPL and then T20 World Cup in Australia. I'm going out to Australia for that. I was out in Dubai for the other T20 World Cup. Um, I might be out in the West Indies in the summer. We're still working that out. Um, so, you know, it's there's some fun things lined up. There's also, like I said, a podcast. There's stand-up, a lot of stand-up stuff. Actually, you know, I've got a show next week, got a couple of shows. I'm doing more stuff with news channels where you get more opinions kind of coming across. Um, I've got the legal case, which is going to come to a head this summer. Um, and other than that, it's, you know, I've got some property projects going on. So I'm just, oh, and I'm launching my chutney. I'm doing my, because I want to, because I like cooking. And I've made a chutney mixed with mayonnaise. It's a proper spicy Indian coriander chili thing mixed with mayo. I did it one Christmas about four or five years ago. And I keep kept on making uh, it. Have, since. You, have you named it. it yet? Yeah, chutneys. Chutneys. It's on Instagram. You're okay? Oh, okay for um, the sundu spice. No, yeah, but see, then it's based around my name, and you know, it's the, it, it's full of sandu spice. Right? <laughs> okay, yeah, but, yeah, there you go. But, That's but, the secret, I, secret yeah. ingredient. Yeah, yeah, and and don't forget, you know, I'm someone that venues won't use, so maybe it's better not to put the sandu thing on yeah, it. Right yeah, now. yeah, yeah. Okay. I get, <laughs> no, I get your kidding. point. I get your point. So, so you know, I, I'm excited. I'm like, you know what? Give it a go now. That you know, they it life knocked me down. I was on, I was on, literally on the floor. I'd come back and I would lie on my kitchen floor, mm. not knowing what. Yeah, you know, this isn't. I don't want it for sympathy. No, I've got, I, I got, I got, I got underfloor heating. I got underfloor heating. I'm, I'm good. It was cozy down, so I'm good. <laughs> uh, but you know, you, 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 you've done it, and I'm now. You're like, oh, you know what? That's about as bad as I think it can get. Hopefully, it can't get too much worse. Mm. So, so bring it on. So let's Brilliant. go. And and someone said, yeah, when you're when you're backed into a corner. What else can you do but swing a punch? So let's swing and see what happens. So bringing it to a close, I I, I offer the guests, everyone, uh, an opportunity to either get something off the chest that they needed to say, either jump mm. on a bandwagon or jump off it. So this yeah. is this is your opportunity, basically. Oh, I, th- I think I've I think I've got a lot of it. I mean, luckily, I promise you, Rick, I've not said this stuff in a public domain anywhere. No, I really ever appreciate before. it, man. No, I appreciate it. No. And it's not that I haven't said it, but like you said, like I don't want to talk about negative things. Mm. I want to share good things. So I suppose my thing is about, you know, being tolerant of people. There are so many people that are quick to form an opinion. Where do you stand on COVID? Where do you stand on conspiracy? Where do you stand on parenting? Where do you stand on your relationship? Where do you stand on men, women, blacks, whites, browns, anything else? Muslim, Sikh, Hindu, the partition, farmers protest. Where do you stand? You know, you haven't you haven't got a stand anywhere. You can kind of keep being open to learning and hearing new information. And I think there is so much information being passed around and it moves so quickly now because of social media, which is not a bad thing, but it means that there's so much out there. We can all be our own doctor. We can all be our own anything by just Googling stuff. Um, my thing would be, you know, to be open. Is, like, my thing is to not only be kind, but be tolerant. Accept yeah. others, except others for being the absolute opposite. And if we can allow a racist to be a racist, then you know what he doesn't do or she doesn't do? 
They don't go underground with it. And that's why I've always wanted to be like, no, tell me. What, what do you mean you don't like Asians? Oh, bruv, you know what you are like, you know, you know, a bit like this and you're a bit like that and you come over here and you take jobs and no, 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 you're all like this and you live in massive families. Cool. Say it. Say it. Hear what I've got to say back. Listen to me. And that's progression. That's human evolution. We're, we're moving on. But if you don't allow the bandha to say it, then he's going to say it to other people that accept him for saying it, that feed that negativity. And I think you need an exhaust. You need to do a bud now and then. You need to get that bud out. That the lesson of life, get the bud out. Don't trap the bud. If you trap the bud, internal combustion. With those wise words, um, <laughs> I, I'll, I'll, I'll end it over here, Tommy. I really appreciate it. And thanks for, you know, uh, coming on here. And um, I will, you know, push whatever you're doing and uh, let you, everyone man. know. And, and hopefully everybody listening or watching will, you know, jump on and, and help him out, man. Get this geezer. Thanks, Rick. Get him. Appreciate further you. Further up. We're coming. Don't worry. We're coming. <laughs> See you, mate. Thank Cheers. you, bro. Thank you very much. Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com amazing to start your springtime adventure. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.